0: group of you land within the bay of the stealth corvette piloted by DeLu Solomon. The bay door closes behind you, and you quickly feed off. You feel that uh, the momentum forces you towards the back of the ship, but you do land together safely in the back of the corvette, and you make your way quickly back to Pollock's Is there anything that you all wanted to do in the almost a day's journey back to Pollitt's?
1: Well, first thing I'm going to do is secure the package in a secure area, holding area, and then radio in that we have recovered it. Okay, absolutely.
0: Uh, The package is secured. And who exactly are you trying to contact? saying that the package is secure?
1: I guess uh, Azura, right? Azura, right? Azula? Azula, yeah, no, sorry. I guess Azula. Because She's technically who enlisted us for the mission.
0: Okay. So you, uh, are you trying to just send her a message or like voice call her?
1: Uh, I'd say we actually do a, a video chat. I think that's more appropriate with the package so we can present it to her.
0: Okay. So you dial her contact number and it rings. 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 And then just before you think it's going to end, she comes through on the other end and she just says, "Yes?"
1: Is this what you were or you wanted?
0: And I imagine you like lift up the Oh yeah, suitcase-sized sure. container, uh, you know, sealed and has the decals and stuff on it, indicating that it's radioactive. And she'll just nod, very good. I'll be waiting for you in the tower. And she cuts the feed.
1: Alright. I'll look at the other two in the room and uh, say, well, I guess we did our part.
2: Yeah, but... Aren't you curious as to know what we just got?
1: Well, uh, before uh, I got this new arm, I was never one to ask a second question, but this package seems to be a little uh, important to a lot of people.
2: Yeah, well, I've been thinking about it. And um, it was allegedly stolen the first time by Kyle Winters. Winters. Why would he want it so badly? And I mean, obviously, if it belonged to Azula, or at least the people who she represents first, I can understand why they'd want it back. But it... I mean, I don't know, like, she seems nice and everything, and she fed us, and she's a pretty good cook and all, but, and she has really great wine, but don't you think it's kind of weird that, like, she asked uh, for us to get this as a personal favor? I mean, you know, am I being weird about this?
0: Um... Steph, yeah. Do you want to do a roll?
2: Oh. Okay.
0: So I I, I know like compared to Pathfinder or D anD D, there aren't specific things for Lancer that say like, "Hey, insight or connect the dots." Uh, But you all can still roll for stuff. Sure.
3: I was I was gonna hop in there right before you make that connection and say, uh.
0: Well, I don't want to make you, uh, you know, go about your conversation.
2: If you're offering, I can't
0: turn it down. Yeah. I mean, that's the option is always there. It's not like this is a limited time offer. I'm just saying you all can ask.
3: Delora. I don't think you're, you know, out of line. I mean, those guys were using call signs in there. I mean, obviously they have an operation going on, but their call signs were all orphan. The guy that... Well, the guy that was up there, he was orphan four. And... Yeah, I don't know if it's like a silly call sign or if it's something more, but... If they're working for Kion, or Kion and them are working for somebody else but they call each other orphans. And when they attack the tower, you know, they were talking about reclaiming it for our people. I don't know who our is, in that whatever opportunity was stolen from us, maybe they are actual orphans. Maybe KGI orphaned these people, and they're just trying to take back what, you know, desperate... Piece of land, or uh, autonomy, or you know, maybe they just are terrorists. But and he's just gonna kind of trail off with big shoulders and look at the case, you know, the exterior.
1: Hmm.
2: Well, that that might be, but I, I guess my point being is that obviously this. Mr. Winter's person uh, wants this real bad, and he stole it once, who's to say he's not gonna try and get it back again? And if that's the case, uh, maybe we should prepare ourselves for some kind of retaliation? I mean, you know, I almost died two weeks ago, and At the end of the day, if I'm going to die now, or at least almost die again, I want to know what it's going to be for. So, with all due respect, Captain, but I'd like to know what's inside that briefcase. And I'm going to try to open that briefcase.
1: I'm going to look at uh, Sugar and... uh... I'm going to put my hand out and simply say, wait. Four. Just wait. And then as I said that, I'll turn around, and with my mechanical arm, I will slowly undo the latch on the briefcase.
0: So this, this is a locked case. Not like it has any uh, ridiculously superior security system, uh, but it is locked. Now, if you want to fashion your arm into some kind of configuration that's going to make it easier to bypass that security without activating some kind of alarm system or such, you can do so.
1: Okay. Uh, Before I try to do that, I'm going to look at uh, script and say, interested in helping?
2: Sure. Um before we get into rolls to try and get this thing open and all that, can I yeah. still go back and take you up on your offer of rolling to connect the dots? Yeah. Okay. And is this going to be a flat d20 or do I add grit to this?
0: So you have read a situation as a do. skill trigger look Mm -hmm. for subtext motives or threats in a situation or person. I feel like that will apply. And then you are going to add your plus two pilot grit to this. Okay. Now, before you roll, what is, or at least before you tell me, uh, what exactly are you trying to figure out?
2: Well, what, um,
0: what are you concerned about? What, what is Delora concerned about?
2: I guess I'm just confused more than anything else um, of having something belong to, or at least having something labeled as it belonging to this huge entity, right? This KGI entity. And it being stolen. And then... Having that, at least as far as I'm concerned, having it being stolen, kind of go under the radar. I mean, um, and nobody's nobody's talking about it. And then all of a sudden, somebody asks us to retrieve this package, but almost as if it's a personal favor, and not as if it belongs to this entity kgi and it should be their problem i mean they've got you know a whole lot of um resources right i mean it it just seems weird and and i don't know uh to be fair i don't know if if script shared um the information of there being like five guards going around the ship but if i mean you know if it was only five guards on the ship KGI could have easily have come in with like a team and just killed everybody on site. You know what I mean? So why be so sneaky about it? It just doesn't seem right. It just seems <clears throat> like, like something's off.
0: Why be so sneaky about recovering the contents, or why be so sneaky about sending a team out to do it?
2: Why be so sneaky about recovering it? And... More than that, have people who are not KGI recover it, even though it belongs to KGI.
0: Okay, go ahead and give me your roll.
2: Okay. Oh, oh, man, that was almost really good. Um, But that is a total 18.
0: A total of 18. So as you understand, KGI keyhole geologic interest is basically the predominant business on the planet right so being a geologic interest they have mineral rights and processing uh, licenses not only for pollux but for a lot of the sections in Quetzal's flight basically anything that has land they at least have part interest um, legal interest. They get some profits from anything that is physically mined from any location as far as mineral goes, right? Uh, So they've got a large wealth of money. Now, this container was taken from the forward meteor. Uh, I mean, that's apparent. Uh, You all were there for that. Now, as far as the reason of why Azula would tell you all that she wants that recovered for her private patents. It it seems kind of along the lines of one of those things of not nepotism, because it's not like a family member, but like you work for the company that's funding potentially what kind of seems like a private interest. And all those registered under KGI licensing for transport, obviously Azula has a very private interest in this material being shipped to her as quickly and as safely as possible. Uh, So obviously, at least to you, you don't think that this is a KGI interest. This is in a Zula interest. And there are a couple of things that can be gleaned from that fact. Did you have any inferences that you would like to state or question at this point?
2: Um only that with what you just said now i mean i have thoughts but i don't know if i well basically now i'm thinking is she a mole but um that's that's all i got and i mean i really don't have anything that like that's that's my personal like So Dolores,
0: so Dolores impression for that information from, from that insight is, is Azula a mole? Yes. But for who and for what purpose? And I will also go back to this other piece of information that I had given you at, uh, at the beginning. Uh, Give me just a moment so I can find it. This material is both radioactive and volatile in its natural state. It takes a great deal of care and treatment to make it useful for manufacturing. Any stray explosions could lead to chain detonating in a similar manner to a dirty nuke. And that's unrefined. If it is refined in a dangerous manner, it has exponentially dangerous results. Now you had seen the results of her manufacturing of the material right the 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 jewelry that she could basically at will reconfigure into little statuettes or you know basically functioning bits of uh, metal that she could manipulate at will right hmm. so there is some kind of disparate uh, the, the, there is a disparate end result. Uh, you can have a couple of very different effects from either manufacturing or, or, or I should say, refining. You can have two very different results in refining or not refining this material, and it seems like an unworthy line to walk. You're just not sure why. Okay. Anything else as you all are traveling back to Pollux?
2: Well, they were they were gonna try and open the case and right and like Oh, yeah, make sure yeah. That that it. Make
0: sure that it wasn't
2: make sure that it wasn't booby trapped or what have you.
0: Yeah, thank you. Uh, So, along this case, there are what seem like several mechanical locks. There doesn't seem to be anything digital about this thing. But basically, there are several slots for people to insert what seem to be what would seem to be keys that you would turn simultaneously to open this thing. How do you all approach this?
2: First of all, I'm going to keep this suit on while they're opening that thing up if it's labeled... The life support suit? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Just for the record, I have my suit on and I'm keeping it on for now.
1: (laughs) What was that, Smalls? Um, I am too. Uh, um, Script, you see anything? Uh, we should be nervous about.
3: Um, I don't know, man, this really isn't my, it's not digital locks, so, I mean, you just have a crowbar,
1: but. I'm gonna fashion a, uh, reconfigure my arm into a lock picking mechanism.
0: Okay, so you're about to try and open this thing?
1: Yeah. Uh, One was a 2, the other was a 6, because I'm allowed to roll it twice for my ability. I take the higher result, so I configure it into a lock-picking mechanism, and I assume with a 6 I am successful.
0: With a 6? No. The name of the game is meter beat 10.
1: No, that's for the D6. So once per scene, you may roll a 1d6 on a 3+, plus, you can reconfigure your new arm into a useful tool. So I guess I still have to roll.
0: Yeah, I thought you had rolled your 1d20. No, 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 no,
1: no, no.
0: Oh, (laughs) sorry. He was just trying
3: to convince the DM. Yeah, I got a d6. I got a 6, so that should... uh no, no,
1: no. no, Yeah, I
0: thought that's what you were saying and was like, no, bud, that's a failure. I got a 6 on
1: the d6. Do I get advantage or anything? (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah, go ahead and proceed.
1: so now I do the d twenty, yeah, yeah, one was a sixteen, the other was an eight, so okay, with the advantage that'll be eighteen with the grit, so okay, I, I picked the lock,
0: so you go ahead and put your your right hand on the corner of what's you know basically a suitcase, and then the left hand on the other corner of the suitcase, and as you're kind of like looking at it, perceiving. You spin it around just a little bit and then you just place your left hand on the cover of those couple of locks. And then Mm -hmm. as you focus on it, your hand kind of dissolves into a, a, a shifting and pulsating pile of nanites that then shift into the holes of these mechanic locks and you hear some whizzing and whirring and then you hear click. Click, click, and one by one, each of the locks are dismantled, and then you pull your hand slowly out of the lock mechanisms back into the form of a hand, and the suitcase, it, it, it does uh, an unlocking click and an unlocking click, and it slowly, with its little... Uh, Suspension arms very softly opens about a half inch. You have successfully opened the container.
1: I'm going to look at both of them one at a time and say, maybe step back a little bit. Like it's going to matter, but. (laughs) (laughs) And then I slowly, very slowly open it.
0: As you open it, it seems to be a large container filled with lines and lines of about the size of cigarette cartons. They are very clean cut metal bars that are sectioned off and enclosed individually lining the container. Just a, a very silvery colored, very straight cut metal bars.
1: Anybody got any clue?
2: Would I have a clue? No. I have no idea.
3: I mean, supposedly these are the nanites. The things that would make him at least the material. I'm not really sh- sure.
1: not sure what else we can do other than look at this.
2: Yeah. I really don't want to touch it.
0: Yeah. E- each of these individual stacks have their own. What look like certified labels. Of hazardous materials, basically like handle with care, radioactive, and then, it, it, you know, like at a hazard level indication.
1: Okay. Well, if we don't have anything else, I'm going to close it.
2: Yeah, I think we should.
1: Okay, I close it.
0: Okay, you close it. It does not seem like the locks are back in place, although you were able to close the lid. Do you want to try and make it look like you all did not open this?
1: Ed, did you already dictate that my arm went back to normal? Because I wasn't going to. I was going to keep it the way it was to lock it back. But
0: It did go back to normal. I
1: uh-huh. do Anybody else got a lockpick? I can only do this once a scene.
0: <laughs> uh, That's not meta.
2: Um, <laughs> well, fuck, guys. <laughs> no, uh, um, well, I, I guess we need a story of, well. The thing is,
1: is we already raised it and showed it to her on comms. Yeah,
2: I know. But she
1: hung up so quick. Maybe I can just say that I was keeping it closed and the uh, individuals were staring at it inside of the crate.
3: Ultimately, we don't know how many were in there because we were never in there. And so if it's one thing lighter, how would Azula know? that the pirates didn't open it and take one for themselves outside of the case.
2: And what are you going to with do with raw nuclear material?
3: Not nuclear. It's just highly irradiated.
2: Uh, okay, but still, what, what are you going to do with it?
3: I mean, I, I don't have a clue, but, you know, at least one of us has a hand that won't run off. And could safely pick it up.
1: Okay. I believe your and hand then... is also metallic.
3: No, no, sir. Parts of my hand are metallic. I still feel plenty. I give his big biceps a squeeze.
1: And I will look at my him grabbing my arm and look at my hand and clinch it. And say, my loyalty will only be tested so far as to open this case. I will not take any items for myself on a mission that I was paid to complete. Sounds like mercenary work. Uh, That is basically what we are now.
3: Oh, I've always been a mercenary.
1: Well, that explains your flexible morals. However, I still have a code of honor, and I will not be stealing anything.
3: Are you sure? You didn't just steal it from a bunch of orphans?
1: That's different.
3: Explain to me, Duncan, how it's different. That the side that you fight for is so justly right. That stealing can be justified. From somebody who, and I don't know, maybe had their entire
1: planet taken from them. Well, that spoils a war and... As long as you're on the winning side, you're on the right side. And I'm not going to discredit the person passing me the money or disrespect them either.
3: So if I wired a couple thousand into your account right now, I could have you do something with the crate
1: otherwise? Maybe after it's delivered. Steal it back from Azula. Potentially.
3: Interesting. And I'll go ahead up for a cocktail with Mr. Solomon. I imagine that old geezer hasn't had one in at least 10 minutes.
0: Uh, yeah, so you go up towards the, the cockpit. And it's not locked, but the door is shut. You are able to uh, gesture it open. And the co-pilot seat is open beside you and he's uh, there stoically piloting in the last uh, bit of your journey towards Pollux. I would uh, attempt
3: to one find out where the alcohol is on this ship because surely he knows where it is and then strike up a conversation about some sort of you know um, entertainment planet side whether it's some sort of fighting or sports game or you know alien horse race or something.
0: Yeah, he will notice that you look around a little bit, like in a couple of uh, drawers and, and cabinets as you were making your way towards the uh, uh, towards the co pilot seat, and he'll just nonchalantly say, they don't have any. It's not my ship. And then he will reach into his own coat pocket and pull out what is uh, a surprisingly large container of alcohol, uh, what, what are they called that you pour alcohol into to like a personal container, a what? flask? Yeah, he pulls out a surprisingly large flask. It holds damn near a fifth of alcohol on its own. But he pulls it out of his chest pocket and sets it on the uh, center console there. And uh, he doesn't say anything uh, but He other than th- they don't have any. And he just puts it on the center console there. I'll, uh, have a swig and thing.
3: Well, it's a shame that it's not your ship, sir, as you pilot it quite well, but how long until we get Planet side? Less than an hour. Oh, great. I was hoping to catch the, uh, game tonight. Were you gonna watch it?
0: I was hoping to catch the dragon's tail, and he'll take a fucking big swig of that flask and put it back down. As far as the, uh, Fourth side, not so much.
3: And I would, I would let him tell me uh, more about the dragon's tail for the next hour, and kind of hang out in the cockpit.
0: Yeah. So he he'll, he'll just go a little bit about uh, his day to day business, the prosthetic, and uh, you know his time in the hospital as they were treating him and getting him measured for it. Uh, but then he eventually gets back to the events of the forward meteor. And when he was sitting at the bar talking to you and Delora about Tim and Tom, the useless employees. Uh, and, and then when he gets back to that point, it's a little bit more quiet. Uh, and, and then after a few mo- few moments, he is silent for a little bit. And then he'll kind of mutter... I, uh. I I, I had a suspicion they didn't. that they didn't make it.
3: Yeah. I had a suspicion that, uh. that ship shouldn't have been blown up, to begin with.
0: No. Um. No, it, 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 it was destroyed by the powers that be. I just, uh, I didn't really find any time to care, given my leg and the last of the, uh, the, 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 the loss of the, the last two Solomons in the line. Well, isn't that a shame?
3: That the powers that be so justly determined that your two sons—he'll
0: just not shortly.
3: I can't. So I, me as a player, can't quite tell because this guy is like old, but he seems like um oh I'm blanking on the gentleman's name who was the the birth giver to all of Marvel.
0: Stanley, Stanley, yeah.
3: He reminds me of just like a badass Stanley
0: <laughs> guy,
3: and so I'm like, "Grandsons, sons? If, if Stanley
0: went to Vietnam, yeah, <laughs> right." So <laughs>
3: that's that's how i I'm, I imagine Mr. Deluge. Um, <laughs> yeah, but to continue, did it, your sons sons? That um, is not yeah, shortly. we determined to be expendable or at the very least not worthy of some sort of reconciliation with those who are responsible for them that mourn them and that and I hold up the glass
0: celebrate them and he'll just grab his flask again and take another big swig But, yeah, basically taking a drink with you. He doesn't say anything. Anything else you were, uh... wanting to... converse with him? It's not like he's shutting you off. No, no, Uh,
3: I, uh... I have, I I guess, my my own thoughts to collect. uh, Sure. I wanted to give you a second to... Absolutely. Thank you. just with the um, exchange to Duncan, and, and, and not a heated one, but just one that where it's, you know, kind of like what we've said before like the Captain America and Iron Man butting heads a little bit. Um, but where he, he's come around a little bit, in, in at least Draxus's eyes. Um, but, you know, it's, it's the difference between look, finally looking through the keyhole and then seeing the whole room. You know, I'm like, okay, well, so you're a mercenary. So you're stealing. So you're. And he's just kind of sitting there and he's like, all right, well, that was enough of that. Let me see what my Solomon is and kind of give, you know, Duncan and, and Delora some time to plan how they're going to go forth or join us in the cockpit. We'll see. There's an hour before we hit...
0: Pollux. Pollux. Yeah. Anything that uh, Delora and Duncan were discussing?
1: I had nothing particular to discuss, but if she has something to say to me, that's fine.
2: Just wondering about what we're going to tell Miss Skye when we get back about the missing carton.
0: Is that something that you are wanting to discuss, or is that just something in the back of Dolores' mind? Was that one uh, piece of the total cargo actually taken?
2: I thought it was.
0: I mean, I know we had, like, jested at it. Did it actually happen? I I had not taken it. I had
3: just uh, explained that the only person who has a non-human hand that could probably grab... Whatever weird material that's supposedly radioactive would be the man with morals. Or possibly lack thereof.
2: What was the
0: decision from Duncan?
1: Regarding um,
0: taking the material.
1: I'm not taking the material. I already said that. I'm delivering everything in that. In that suitcase to her.
2: Alright. Okay. And I suppose I would have just... uh, Um... Been in the cockpit... uh, With script and deluge. And... uh, Not... Just kind of like hearing... Just listening. Not really saying anything.
0: Yeah, so you come in on the backside of... uh, You know, basically... Uh, the, the, basically uh, the, the comment was your sons were determined to be expendable how do you feel about that was the short of it was there anything that you were wanting to converse with uh, Captain Solomon or Draxus before you all land back on Pollux the planet is in view now so you all are shortly within landing time
2: only to express my condolences. Um, I don't know how it feels to lose a loved one, and um, uh, I'm sorry. That's it.
0: And then you say that, and he kind of nods, and he'll, like, lean his head back towards the area of the ship where Duncan is, and, like, we you, uh... You, you you better um, and he'll you know like wipe his eye a little bit. Better strap back in. We're about to uh, re re-enter atmosphere. It can be a little bumpy.
2: Okay, strap in.
0: So it's not too long before you find yourselves back within orbit of Pollux and approaching KGI Tower. You land pretty swiftly and cleanly at the hands of Captain Solomon. Uh, he he doesn't say anything to you all other than give you approving head nods as you're exiting the ship. And you walk back onto the platform of KGI Tower and he pulls off, he, he pilots the ship off into the distance. And again, as you all are entering the landing bay area, you see on the TVs that the uh, the protests have increased since curfews and increased security forces have taken effect since you all had left. It's been about, you know, two days or so since you all had left for the mission. Uh, What was previously 100 person or less protests a few times a year have increased to hundreds of people per mob on almost a daily basis throughout Pundukeridad. So as you all are entering the plaza, the couple of TVs that are on and uh, spewing their news uh, resound in the area. What is the priority as you all exit the ship and re-enter KGI Tower? Uh,
2: I suppose we should go right to Azula. I
1: agree. I want to deliver the package.
0: So you all basically uh, message her as soon as you all get back within, uh, you know, within atmosphere. Yes. Okay. As you all land and walk off the ship, she meets you. As she walks up to you all, uh, and as you're exiting the ship, uh, she'll just, you know, uh, make eye contact with each of you and ask you were able to uh, transfer the package.
1: I uh, hand her the package.
0: Yeah, she uh she takes it from you, and then as she like grips it, it like it, it's way heavier than what she had anticipated. She's like, <clears throat> "Okay, like it it brushes the floor slightly." You hear it clunk, and uh, she picks it back up, and you see her leaning heavily to the opposite side of the arm of which she is holding the uh, the container. She's like, "All right, excellent, uh, fantastic work." I uh, see that all of you made it back in one piece. I am more than ecstatic to see that. Uh, please feel free to take the time that you need to uh, recuperate, and uh, I'll be with you shortly. And she starts to walk off in the direction uh, towards those circular pads in the floor that you had seen her disappear through uh, prior. What, what do you all want to do next?
1: I don't have anything to do. Just going to uh, wait for her to... Um...
2: I was just going to say, uh, <laughs> Miss Cab, real quick, before you go, um, what is that for?
0: And she will turn towards you and, like, set the container on the floor and, like, frustratedly ask, w- What's what for?
2: I mean, the context of that, uh, contents of that um, briefcase. I mean, I- I'm just curious, it is all.
0: she'll look at you just a little bit confused I I mean we had just discussed it recently
2: oh I'm sorry you know I apologize Um, I had a lot of your wine uh, and I don't quite remember Um, and and, and again thank you so much for that that was awfully generous of you um, for, for doing all of that for us but uh, if you could just just refresh my memory.
0: And well, while you're in this plaza and she's standing over next to these uh, couple of circular pads, she'll glance just briefly over to the steward of the desk that you all had passed uh, just a couple of times, and you'll notice that the ambient color of the lobby has shifted from gold to more of a... Rose gold slash red ambient lighting and the attendant of the desk will stand up and just walk out of the lobby into a side door not to be seen. And she will look back at you and be like, yeah, of course. Um, so I have these private patents that I have been working on, and this is very val- valuable material for that. takes a lot of work and refinement to make it into a workable material. But uh, basically, I have a couple of projects that I've been using this for, and, and, and it's very valuable. I'm, I'm glad you all, that you all were able to return it in such a, a quick manner. OK.
2: Thank you for reminding me.
0: Of course. And she'll pick up the case and walk over to the circular pad, and uh, without breaking eye contact from you all, she will—her uh, form will flicker and then vanish, and she's gone. Well, I suppose her and I will have to get together
3: later.
2: Um. Yeah. Patents. Do y'all remember her talking about patents?
3: Kind of. Kind of. About the nanite stuff.
1: I was also a little in my feelings, so. More in my own thoughts, I should say, not so much feelings.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. I just, you know, I, I, um. Like I shared with you all, I did have my reservations about that. But, um, I just uh, wanted to know what your thoughts were, but, um, that's all.
0: So, after Azula steps onto the pad and her form shimmers and slips away, what are you wanting to get into next? Well.
2: I think I'm just, I'm just going to take a second and think. Man, that was cool. And then turn and look at the guys.
3: Not, not only was that cool, but I don't, I don't think Pollux has a blink gate yet. That's why the guys were here. That's why the whole gala thing was show pony and about was for commerce. But this is an end of. I don't think I realized how connected she is or how advanced KGI is building. Are there any more of these? And I'm going to, I guess, try to locate it <laughs> if there's any more.
2: But you even said it yourself that, um, I mean, they basically own this planet. So why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they have technology like this?
3: The amount of infrastructure that goes into allowing such a thing, it's. They can own a planet, sure. You know, I'm sure the planet that you were on, that you came from, somebody owned most of the agriculture there. Or, you know, there's at least one or two big time farmers that everyone knows the name of. Doesn't mean the guy has a teleporter.
2: You know, to be fair, I mean, look around, there's, it's a a whole lot different than my planet, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I guess, you have a point?
3: I mean, my planet was, (sighs) my planet was hot garbage, literally, a lot of it was slag, but, I mean, there's a hierarchy there, too. There's the people that own the refineries and the factories, and there's the people that work for them out of pocket, and there's the people that were cogs in the wheels, right? That's what I did, at least initially. Even then, the biggest Carnegie there, or Rockefeller, I mean, they were people that everyone knew, But that didn't mean that they had resources like this. And I'm sure it's the same here on Pollux. But the fact that she was willing to do that in front of us... And I'm going to go step over on the teleporter. Okay. Does it whisk me away automatically? Or am I just standing there looking like a goof?
0: (laughs) Right now it's just a circular metal pad. It does not do anything.
3: Um can I hail her on my omnihook can I can I reach her 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 phone
0: you attempt to and it rings all the way through to a voicemail just the standard disk caller is not available at this time it doesn't immediately hang up just the phone call was not answered okay
3: well I do have some more research I need to do I kind of have a and in, into their servers, but I was really supposed to meet with her. In the meantime, I look over at Delora. Want to get a plate of noodles?
2: Okay. I'm starving.
3: Yeah. All that space stuff made me really, like, hungry.
2: Yeah, you know, I did kind of get sick when that one guy's eyeball exploded out of his head. but I could eat something now.
0: Alright, awesome. Was there any particular noodle cart that you were wanting to visit? Or did you just go out meandering, meandering about the downtown Ward 1 area in search of a noodle cart or a restaurant? Um, I'd say
3: I meander. And while meandering, I'd... Because I'm, I'm probably looking... Uh, at the city, and trying to collect some of my thoughts, and I'll you know pay for the noodles whenever we get to them, and maybe sit down in a nearby park or whatever this concrete jungle has that might resemble a park. And so, Flora, sorry about the uh, the mom thing.
2: Yeah, you know. um I am too, to be perfectly honest. Uh. She uh. Well, I, when she died, it was. It was kind of my fault. Oh. Yeah. Um. And uh. Uh, I guess at this point um i'll take out the the charm that i have um and it it i get it's more like a i guess kind of like a charm bracelet sort of but a little bit bigger than that like it wouldn't like it, it more like a charm necklace it, it is more accurate um uh, but i don't actually wear it except well i did um last night but um just one piece anyway i take that out and um Uh, single, like a, what's the word? Uh, Isolate the one ring to rule them all? No. The one ring that uh, I have on there. And show it to script. Uh, This was my mama's. It was one of the rings that she always used to wear. And it's uh, the only thing I have left of her um she was uh she was carrying a big box because you know she she always liked to do things, you know, stay active. She really wasn't the type of woman to I guess kind of sit around if that makes sense anyway, she was doing her normal stuff working around the farm that we had. And um, she uh, had a big box. She went into the shed one day to put the box down. But um, I was actually working on that work table, uh, workbench. And, um, you know, I was making a little bomb. My daddy used to call them surprises. um, Because I'd kind of misplace them and i mean i didn't mean to it's just like you know you work on something and you leave it and you go get distracted and do something else but there's this little bomb hanging out in the yard and anyway my parents used to find them all the time but this time i left one um on the workbench and i was there because uh one of the reclaimers that always used to come by told me about. this blueprint that he had found and he gave it to me and uh, so I tried it, put it together and I left it so uh, when my mama came in the next day she didn't see it there and she put the box down right on top of it um and it went off and it killed her And, uh, you know, it was, it was, uh, really hard, and I'd never seen my daddy so sad before. Um, and, uh, I don't think that he ever really forgave me for that. which is why I was on the forward meteor on the first place because he kind of wanted me out. He never said anything about it, but I don't, I don't think he could really look at me without seeing her. So, I left. And, uh, you know, I came out here trying to make him proud and redeem myself and it's not exactly like I can just bring her back I know she's gone and there's nothing that I can do about it now but um you know there's just so much that I I wish I could tell her You know, I just miss her so much. And, um... Having almost died... I just feel like it... Like it really puts things into perspective, you know? Like... I don't
3: know. Yeah, um... That's hard. It's that's a lot. Um but and I kinda spin the charm ring a little bit. You know that's not all you have of your mom. You've got her memories. And As much as you've told me so far, I mean, you're making these memories full of life. And as long as you remember her, then she gets to live on. And and see, now I know her too, at least a little bit, and I can tell somebody. So they're not really gone. Because I'm sure some of your mannerisms and... The way that you do things. The way you... Your hair, right? Mom probably taught you that. So little things still live on from her, too. Um, I never really had family. I was... Uh, I was orphaned on a planet and. Well, people don't treat orphans very well, or I guess care enough, or they're too busy with their own. And so, you know, I've done things too that I'm not the most proud of. But I guess partly why I'm here is because of those misdeeds. Um, and now the only family I have is kind of you guys. And, well, for a while I thought it was, or I still think it is. Horace. Um, do you know much about them?
2: I do I know much about them?
0: You can make a roll for it.
2: Okay. Am I adding grit to this?
0: You can add grit. What do you think would be appropriate to...
2: I don't think I... Add, add... otherwise. Ooh. I don't think I could add anything for this.
0: All right. D20 so, plus grit.
2: Yeah. Uh, so total, that's a 10.
0: That's a 10. All right. So Horus is kind of it's a group along the same lines of anonymous here in the real world. Like nobody really knows who it is or who they are. There's a lot of like anonymity surrounding the group. No one really knows. You know. There's a couple of perceptions out there. They're a terrorist group. They're just uh, they're just a group that wants equality for uh, misappropriated groups. The opinion varies wildly, and that's mostly because they're such an anonymous group. They are whispers on the wind no one really knows you've heard of horus but no more than whispers and no more than rumors
2: okay um so horus i i didn't think they were real
3: yeah um no uh, a lot of people don't but well not in the sense of, like, like a party that you can just go up to and, and, and sign up with, but, um, no, they they have a, a lot of a lot of interesting things. Um, of course, I have looked into it a little bit more, and being part of my background, um, I've run into some of their dealings, um, it's neat. They they are interesting, and you know, I, I'm I'm not really sure why they reached out to me, um, but they're the first people that that have and and have cared, and even if it's just you know like coffee and 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 cans of um, ravioli or whatever, it they already had that set up for me like. Like a bed and breakfast or something. And they gave me a mech. That was free. And you. Know, so far, they haven't really asked for anything. Or maybe they have, and I just haven't really understood it. But, well, they're not always known for being nice, but they're nice to me. And until you guys came along, they are the only ones that I ever have. So... I kind of want to see why. And otherwise, I'm just floating out in this universe without purpose. And I don't really know what to do with that. I mean, well, sure, noodles are great and all, but.
2: You know, it seems that they still have your back. So. Maybe. maybe. Well it's yep. not maybe it's it's they do.
3: That new one's it, kinda like whoa.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh you know, I have to admit when I walked into that warehouse and saw that thing coming for me, I th- thought it was it. Um but, Yeah, me too. Yeah.
3: Uh no, but, I mean you know, it almost killed me.
2: Oh. What?
3: Yeah, no, no. First time I met it, same thing. I don't know if that's how it shakes hands or what, but um, <laughs> they uh, they gave me an upgrade, so I hope it's for a good reason. Or maybe they're predicting that I, we need something bigger for whatever's ahead.
2: Well. Regardless, it's, it still seems that they, they're they looking out for you, you know? I mean, not anybody will just give you a place to sleep and food and, and a mech, for crying out loud. I mean, those things are, you know, not easy to come by, exactly, especially not one of that caliber. So, whoever they are, this Horus, they seem like good people. I seem hope. like, well, I mean, so far they it seems like they take care of their own.
3: I think dollar I haven't told you this, or Duncan, for that matter, but right before the parade massacre happened, I came across those mechs. The Rat Pack guys moments before their chain guns sped up and their rockets loaded. And I and I mean moments. I there's nothing really I could do but besides read a piece of paper, kind of. And I think it's from my same friends. That's what we're calling them. I really don't know where their aims lie, but. I'd like to find out. Because this whole government thing in Kylon in Azula with you know, KGI, it, it's just, it's super deep. And I think, I think Horace knows. Um, but maybe they need my help to set it in motion.
2: To set what in motion?
3: That's what I'd like to find out. And... Until Azula left, I was supposed to get to use some KGI's research or infrastructure or whatever I can try to work out so I can talk to whoever's been talking to me. That's the best I can do. Or or I just wander the galaxy.
2: Well, I suppose that we could all just wander the galaxy.
3: So tired of that. Dolora I've done it since I since I could walk and talk. I've wandered. I've wandered the streets. Factories. I've been on transports I've snuck on, only to get plant side and do the same fucking thing until I could sneak on another transport to go to another hellhole of a planet. I'm done wandering. I I need to find out where I belong. That doesn't mean with some freedom fighter group or terrorist organization, but at least learning doesn't hurt.
2: Well, then it sounds like you already have your mind made up. Stop wandering. You know, and seek out Horace.
3: Yeah. You're right. What about you? What have you set your mind to? Well. Aren't you um, supposed to be some. Academy spacer?
2: Something like that. Uh, So. Um. Essentially. My. Well. I guess when he had finally. Um. Come to terms with. Me not being around guess he made that decision my dad he just uh signed me up and uh well i signed me up for the usb and so i was actually on the ford meteor uh studying and taking tests and well that's not happening anymore considering that my ride's been blown up to bits and I kind of fell in with KGI, I guess, like the rest of you guys have, and I, I would like to try and get back to the USB, you know, and really try to, like I mentioned before, try to redeem myself, I guess. I I know I'll never be able to bring my mom back, but... Um, it'd be nice to to have my daddy look me in the eyes again you know um so i was able uh finally with Ms. Guy's help i was able to uh send an, uh, an email out to him and i saw that he had replied this morning, but I wasn't able to check it obviously cuz we had a mission to accomplish. Um but I think I'd I'd like to tell him about everything that has been going on because I I know that you've kind of been touching on it since the beginning, since really since we landed here, um and I guess I just didn't really know any better or cared enough because I was thinking, well, if they want to blow up their own ship, that's not my business. But with everything that has gone on in these last few weeks, I just, I've, I guess I just don't want to remain ignorant, you know? So I'm gonna message him, and I know Miss Scott to said to keep everything under wraps, but, you know, honestly, Script, I I don't know that I trust her too much. I mean, I know, you know, she has treated us well since we've been here, and, you know, her personally, she really hasn't given me at least any reason to, to think otherwise, but I just feel like, I don't know, like, maybe you were right, you know, like, Something weird is going on around here and I don't know what it is. Um but I just feel like I maybe this isn't the place I belong, you know? I just yeah, I feel I feel I like I've I feel like I've been dropped into a time and a place that wasn't meant for me, but here I am. Here we are. So I think i would do that. i would ask my daddy if he has seen any or heard anything about what's been going on. And I think it, it, you know, might be wise to get an outside opinion. I mean, I, My home planet is so far removed from any of this. I doubt he's heard anything, but I just feel like I gotta get the word out at least, you know? So that's what I'm gonna do. After I finish these noodles, at least. And these are delicious.
3: They're pretty good.
2: You know, script... I'm really wet.
3: Could have foregone the uh, explosion in the hull of the Ford meteor, and then the you dying because of the government, and then the uh, the parade massacre, and then um, well, there's a couple other things. But yeah, no, I, I, everything else has been really cool.
2: Well, you know, um to Miss Skye's credit, I'm not dead anymore, I think. I think she fixed that. If not, I should have her fix that. You think she fixed that?
3: Um I, I certainly hope. Otherwise you're still kind of political pawn.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, one more thing for me to talk to my daddy about, you know? It's not every day that you die. and get to live to tell the tale? That's so weird.
0: So, it's about at this point that you all wrap up your conversation, and you you, you leave basically the park bench that you all had been conversing on, finishing up your noodles, and, um... You know, Draxus goes one way and Delora goes the other. Now, Delora, as you're heading back to what I assume is KGI Tower, uh, you're clicking around on your Omnipad and you just keep going back to those messages from your dad. Do you finally take the time to message or, you know, like a video call him to, to catch up?
2: Yes. But, um, first, as I'm entering the building, if that, um, I don't know what his, his role is, I'm sorry, you mentioned it earlier, but the the gentleman who lent me his credit card, if he's there, I'll finally hand it back to him.
0: So, Um, it is pretty late at night right now, that particular uh, gentleman isn't still there, he was there earlier, but now it's kind of like the... The night shift has taken over. It's, you know, basically midnight oh. at this point. It's it's pretty late.
2: Never mind. Then I'm going to keep it because I don't want to leave it with anybody else. So um, I will go up to my room and um, read the message on the computer up there.
0: Yeah, and, and basically the last thing that you had received from your dad was Hey sugar, good to hear from you. Are you voice calling him or just messaging him back?
2: Uh, we can try for voice call. See if he picks up.
0: Yeah, so you you hit the call button, and, it's like, and then after a couple of times, it goes through, and y- you hear the delightful confirmation that someone has picked up on the other side, and you see that it is your dad on the, the opposite uh, opposite side on the video call, and uh, he does appear to be upside down for whatever reason. He's like, hello? Uh, uh, hello? I don't know how to work this blasted thing, and he's, like, flipping it back and forth and trying to figure it out. He thinks he sees you properly. He's not sure why you also appear upside down, but he is on the other side of the line. Daddy? Yeah. Oh, sugar, sugar, is that you? And he'll eventually hi, like flip it around the right way. Like, oh, baby girl, how are you?
2: I'm okay. I hope it's not too late.
0: Um, oh no, no, never too late to talk to my darling girl.
2: Okay, I'm glad. Um, I just, I just wanted to talk to you and say hi and see how things were going on the farm. And check
0: Mm out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know how it goes. Just all day trying to find those parts that, that, you know, Union deems recyclable and getting rid of everything else that isn't. And he's got, like, a couple of parts in his hand, and he, like, chucks one over his shoulder, and he's closely examining another one. He goes, ah, shit. And he just throws that one also over his shoulder. Uh, It looks like he's, like, actively working on something, even though it's early into the morning. Uh, you know, that he had taken to his work quite seriously, especially after his wife's death. Um, you're not sure how else his behavior had changed since you had left, but you know, he had taken mostly to his work, uh, since then. And it appears that that has held true over all this time.
2: Well, um, I see you're
0: busy. On the farm, as always. Um. As always, but never too busy for you, my dear. What can I do for you? And you just hear, like, random pieces of metal being thrown across the room and clanging, clattering to the ground and piles of junk, you know, eventually falling over. And he's like, you hear in the background, ah, shit. Are you okay? Yep, 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 I'm here. What's- what's going on?
2: Okay, um, well, uh, I just wanted to, to catch you up on things, and cause, oh boy, uh, the USB thing really didn't work out, um, and, uh, I'll just go into telling him everything that had happened, From the time that we were on the forward meteor, the um, pirate attack, and then the explosion of the ship, and, you know... um, Yeah, and then you know we, I got drugged into this room with a friend of mine, and then they killed me with the press of a button, and it was so crazy. But I'm fine though. I'm really still alive. But like I'm dead. I don't know. And then you know like go into like the attacks in the city and just everything, and um, uh, at the end of that all. I will ask him um, if he knows anything about if he's heard of KGI and if there's any, like... Like, do you know... Do you know KGI, Daddy? Like, have you heard of him? Are you familiar?
0: So, from the second that you had mentioned that the USB thing didn't work out. He like stopped what he was doing and you could see him in the background like clambering over piles of junk uh to get back to the pad and he like picked it up and would sit and listen intently to the rest of uh you know everything that you were explaining. And then you get to the point where it's like do you know KGI? And he's like ah no 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 but that hardly seems like uh, you know, like the most of your worry. You said these people, uh, th- these these people uh, killed you. Like, like you don't exist.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, just like that. Um, we were we were being interrogated, and I mean, I really didn't have anything to do with those pirates, obviously. And I I don't know why they. They would have wanted to attack, forward meteor. Um, I mean, you saw that ship; it was so fancy. I, I don't know what they would want with it, but um, anyway, yeah, they they blew it up, and um, and, wow, and,
0: they just they just did away with that fancy of a ship, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. But um, I mean, I guess the craziest or crazier thing is that. <sighs> Nobody's really talking about it here, you know? And at first, I really wasn't paying it any mind either just because, you know, I, man, uh, this city is so different, you know? Like, they have these things called noodles out here, and they're so delicious. They're, like, long... Really skinny worms, and but they're really not worms, but they look like worms. What the
0: hell do they have you they're... eating out there? These noodles.
2: Yeah, but Daddy, they have you eaten so, worms? Uh, they're not. They're really not worms, but they kind of look like them anyway. They're so delicious, and you know, when I get back home, I mean, I don't, I don't know when that'll be, but I'll try to bring you back some and but um anyway yeah it's just i don't know i just feel like like i don't know what i'm doing here and that's not even the worst of it it just feels like something isn't right here you know what i mean like 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 KGIs up to something
0: it all sounds um, like it stinks to high heaven honey how about you just make your way home you find a shit back here and we'll uh We'll, we'll just get you back to work down here. It, it sounds like that's not even all worth the trouble that uh, that, 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 that you're into up there. I just said, I know you're not dead. I'm talking to you. Uh, I just frankly, you know, I'd, I'd rather have you back home. I thought that was going to be a, a good a good opportunity, a good job for you. I don't know what kind of nonsense they have you going into up there, but my baby girls do too good for any of that nonsense. How about you just make your way back home?
2: Well, I can't exactly do that just yet. Um, I'm kind of in deep at this point with KGI, actually. Um,
0: I don't know who this KGI is, but I tell you what, they were here. I'd give them a good good talking to. You. i will tell them they can't handle my baby like that. I just need to bring him back home safe to me, you know.
2: Yeah, I, I appreciate that, Daddy. Um, I do. Um, anyway, I I just I wanted to call you and talk to you because it's been a, a while, and and I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm safe. It's just things uh things that end, ended up being a little bit different, you know. And I just. I guess i at the end of the day i just really want to make you proud so um i don't want to i don't want to disappoint you and run away from something
0: of course baby you got about the brains of the past four generations of our uh, uh, and and like the internet connection is starting to, to cut out and then you ultimately see a message flash across your screen. Permissions restricted. What the And the, the transmission cuts.
2: What? Dad? Daddy? Da- Smack it a couple times.
0: Daddy? Smack it as you will. It is still his same semi-altered face in the middle of a sentence that is paused in the middle of the screen.
2: that later. And, um, if it's, I guess, like, past midnight at this point, uh, get ready for bed. Fall asleep.